0: Hello friends, Kirk Anderson and Josh Boe coming to you at about 8.30 on Friday night, April 1st. The Dallas Mavericks uh, just got throttled by the Washington Wizards, uh, 135 to 103. How are
1: you doing, Josh? <laughs> uh, I'm doing okay. I don't like feeling like, you know, wasting, you know, we, me and you both work pretty stressful day jobs in addition to doing Mavs Moneyball work, I would say. You know, we we both work we definitely work more than 40 hours a week for our uh our our day jobs and then we do this MAP stuff basically in the hours after that. So it's very <laughs> the only time this gig becomes like really actually difficult is when it feels like the Mavericks waste uh, a weeknight or like a night you could have been doing anything else uh and to have a Friday night wasted like this. Well, I got I got you know. a
0: stat for you, and I bet you didn't know this. Okay. Dallas Mavericks have now lost three straight Friday nights. God damn. I was gonna say, I feel like I've made this
1: point mm-hmm. multiple times this season. Yep. And you're right. Double digit losses, all three of them.
0: That's and not I don't, you know, I mean there's nothing to like. That's that's just right. sort of a, a jumping off point because right. One of the things that's really plagued these Mavericks since the Spencer Denwoody trade is that when they get beat, they get their asses beat. Like it's not a, it's not a slight thing. There was a five point loss to Utah right out of the all-star break, which that was a tough game. 30, yeah, a 30 point loss. No, is that a 40 point loss? Can I just not do math? That's a, it's a, a huge loss to the, to the Knicks. They got destroyed by the Sixers, even though it was a 10 point margin of victory destroyed by the Charlotte Hornets and destroyed by the Minnesota Timberwolves before getting their asses beat tonight by by the um, Washington Wizards. Their net rating over their last 20 games sucks because of this.
1: Yeah, I believe their defense going into this game in the last two weeks, according to Cleaning the Glass, was like 20th in the league. I can't remember the exact number off the top of my head. I mean, I can look it up while we're talking later. But, yeah, that's not going <laughs> – that's not helping um, after tonight's game. Um I don't know what to talk about specifically about this game. I just had two, like I had two things I wanted to make sure we talked about because sure. I have to imagine that this is not going to be the longest podcast. Yeah. No. Um, one is uh, if I doing the if I'm re, if I'm counting correctly since the All Star break, the Mavericks have four double digit wins and now five double digit losses. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I'll I'll do, you know, when you're talking or, or later on, I'll I'll recount it, but that's what I counted before we got on. And, like, I don't know what's, like, I don't, I'm not trying to, like, this isn't like a doom and gloom. Like, I'm not trying to make some broader points so no one yell at me about me being too negative or anything like that. I'm not, that's not where I'm going with this. It's just, it just feels like an interesting thing, you know, just when we're trying to evaluate how the team has played since the All-Star break because they've really had some tremendous wins. And it's not like the wins that they've had, are against you know, Powder Puff yeah. opponent like you yeah, know they've had
0: some really good wins
1: yeah so it, it I'm trying to reconcile that with the fact that you know it's not necessarily good that you've been blown out more than you've blown out teams in a, in a long stretch of play because you know Kirk I think you've you've made this point and you've talked to smart NBA people that say that's really that's a really good uh, predictor for postseason success like how good is the team really well, it's how often do they avoid getting blown out and how often do they, you know, demolish teams. Like, that's – I think there's some data and trends there that, that that are pretty predictive for the playoffs. So I'm not saying, like, you know, the Mavericks are doomed. Uh, it, it is another, like, humble reminder that, you know, the team still has some work to do and there's still some things that, that could be exploited in the playoffs and they need to be on top of their game. But it doesn't discount – like, this doesn't take away from, like, beating Boston and Brooklyn back-to-back and, and beating Minnesota right. – uh, and beating utah twice and you know like and beating golden state twice like i mean the mavericks still have some really great wins it's just i'm just confused i don't know i don't know what to make of it do you
0: do you have anything i mean what i have to make of it is the same it goes back to the criticism we have leveled against this team for three years they need more good players okay when you have luka Doncic and jalen brunson scoring the vast majority of the points because it's What's twenty one plus plus thirty six? I mean, it's it's all the points in the world. It, yeah, fifty
1: seven of your hundred and three.
0: Uh, fifty seven of your hundred and three points, and then you have it, you get no shows from Kleba from Dorian because Dorian like don't Dorian's stat lines a little bit misleading. It says he has eight points. He had zero points like up until like the middle of third quarter. Um, you know, M- Marquis Chris was terrible. Bullock was two of eight after being incandescent for the previous three games. It's, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie was awful. I mean, awful. Spencer was, I was getting friends from wizards, uh, uh, messages from wizards, friends being like, this is the Spencer we saw, you know, eight points in 23 minutes on, on two of six shooting and missed all his three pointers and traveled one. He had three turnovers, just kind of sloppy. And when the Mavericks are clicking, they're a really well-oiled machine, but the blowout losses give pause to the wonderful feelings. That's not to say that I think they're bad. I don't. I think they're playing a little above their weight class, and that's fine, because who cares? It's about getting to the playoffs. That's all it's about. You know, this team is not on the level of the Phoenix Suns, and that's fine. You know, Memphis might have won, you know 19 games without John ja Morant. I still think the Mavericks can kick Memphis's ass in a playoff series. I don't care about the rebounding disadvantage. Basketball is played on the court. And so these losses do not over, overtake the wins because they've had some incredible wins. It just gives you some concern and plants seeds of doubt to say, okay, are they as good as we think they are? And my buddy, Matt Moore, who lost his mind on Twitter yesterday about Luca and Ja, I don't know why. That's a different discussion for a different day. But he made a point where he said, even some Mavs fans don't entirely understand how they're winning. He's talking about me. I'm Mavs fans, okay? And if you all <laughs> out there are saying, I understand how they're winning all these games, I don't entirely believe you. Because two Spencer Dinwiddie game winners and things feel slightly different. Not worse not awful but different is this team more likely a 5 seed than a 3 seed yes yes the net rating's point to that like just let's just go look at at, at the western conference net ratings real quick out out there and 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 well the point differential okay the the suns are plus 0.84 with the grizzlies 0.63 the golden state warriors plus 5 the mavericks plus 2.4 the jazz 5.6 and then so on and I'm sorry, so it's just like, guys, over the course of the year, the body of work matters. And since the Mavericks have had Spencer Dinwiddie, their offense has been a lot more fun and their defense has been worse. That's just the truth. Now, not awful, but no longer top 10, top, they're top 15, for example, on defense. They're, they're top 12 this month, though this game's probably, uh, I'm sorry, in March, they were they were 12th overall. The, the last two weeks, they were actually 22nd, as you pointed out. So it, it's just... They need, they need to be in the right headspace. They need to be rested because I think everybody's pretty tired. And, you know, you just look at this game and go, hmm, this sort of stinks. And you move on to the next one. I, I, I'm I looking like the green room after I'm sure is going to be all kinds of heated and I, I get it because I get this way. I, I live and die on losses too. But the reason the point differential matters is because like we have enough sample size in basketball history to indicate that, point differential is a very good indicator of how good a team is okay that's all that's all i mean by that can or am i am i getting that wrong or what do you think Josh?
1: no no you're right that's a good it's historical it doesn't mean that it's set in stone and it means surprises happen but uh i'll, put it, you, I'll
0: put it to people like this they probably won three more games than they should have which fine who cares that's like, really i'm glad they won them <laughs>
1: that's really funny that you say that because i'm on cleaning the glass right now and what's really nice about this site not to uh do a free ad uh for for the site but it updates like almost right after a game like it's already got the mavs data from this game in it it's really funny that you said they probably won three more games than they should because according to cleaning the glass their expected win formula for dallas is 45.8 wins and uh what it's what's expected, what's actually going to happen, what's likely happening is, is forty eight point one, or they're already at forty eight. They're at forty eight yeah. right now, so that's really funny uh, yeah. that you said that. Uh, but also, you look at you know looking at cleaning the glass uh, after this game, the Mavericks' net rating over the last two weeks is minus one point eight. They're ninth in the league in offense last two weeks, and they're twenty fifth in defense the last, which two is weeks. hilarious. So. so
0: if you were to go through their record, their last two weeks. Those five and the, four the losses, they're six and no, I'm sorry, five they and are four. six and four, I think, over the last two weeks. Is that about right?
1: Uh, five and four,
0: five and four. Okay, so they have a negative net rating, but they've won more games. <laughs> yep. So at the end of it, we don't really care because the one like the winning more games is important. It's just, I will say that there are going to be certain matchups, you know, that's why we're like, I think everybody's really concerned about the matchup hunting for the playoffs because you know things could go sideways at the wrong moment. Like the 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 jazz could get their shit together and just cl- like clean the clocks of the Mavericks. Now I don't think that's going to happen, but it's just, there's those sorts of things give you pause about all the success we've had is all.
1: Yeah. And it's, you know, maybe it's just like a nice little reminder that, Hey, you know, this is what, this is just something that could happen. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't, it's, I feel like it's the only point I can make. And the thing is, is it's not just. Like I said, they were, this is their third game in four nights. I believe all three of these games were in a different city, LA at home at Cleveland at Washington. So like there's context to why they lost, but the thing that just is boggles my mind is just how they like, it's one thing to lose, but to lose to this Wizards team by 30 plus and, the, and not only was it 30 plus, but I mean, there was never a moment where it felt like the Mavericks were really going to win this game. They had a couple of runs, but their best run of the game got the score to like 13 in, the, in late in the third quarter. Yeah. So uh, that's what's weird. Like this wash they they lose by 30 plus to Washington. Their last loss was 20 plus to Minnesota. Their last loss before that was the second night of a back to back, which you can understand. But again, it was another it was a 21 point loss like it's just weird that none of these losses have been close in the last two weeks. like when they like you said when they lose they really uh they really lose. So, I, mean, I don't know maybe it's better they get it all out of their system uh instead of maybe stretching it out over a couple games but yeah it's
0: weird. I don't want to harp on it too much but I just I just didn't really know what to make of it. Well it. okay so there are a couple of things that I would sort of like to uh, not harp on but sort of discuss. One thing I don't understand recently is why the defense is so bad. Because the defense has been bad for a while, so it's like it's one thing to get bombed to death from three, which is partially what happened tonight. But they also weren't closing out on guys from three either. It, it, it like, said se- <laughs> they were seventeen of thirty three from behind the arc. I mean, it's it's. I, I'm not. I'm not. I, I feel like the guys are just ground down to a degree.
1: Yeah, and another point of this is why are the Mavericks so bad at revenge games? I mean. <laughs> Since, think about it, Since yeah. the Mavericks traded Harrison Barnes to the Kings, think about how many times the Kings, who are bad, have beaten the Mavs. They beat them three times last season. They beat them once this season, and they should have beat them twice, but they had to overcome like a 20-point a uh, deficit to win by, by one point. Think about how many embarrassing losses to the Knicks they've had since the Kristaps Porzingis trade. And now they trade Przingis again, and and then and his team just destroyed. Like it's so weird. Like uh, I don't know what it is. Uh, a really a fan or, or or you know a follower made a really good point that like fans, there's so much player movement and the way guys are being brought up in the NBA that fans definitely care more about these like revenge games and and player switching teams than the players actually do. And I totally buy that. Yeah. But like the trend is still bizarre. Like they just they're losing these games and they're getting blown out like it's just it's weird that's another thing that's like i don't i don't know if there's anything greater to it it's just like a fu- a, a bad fun fact i just don't, i just don't understand it
0: well the other then, question that i had and i missed this because my kid called me upstairs it was like middle of bedtime stuff why did jason kid get ejected why did you choose now out of all the times like what was happening
1: um well <laughs> the tony brothers put on a little bit of a ref show um spencer dinwiddie had a play uh where he kind of made a jump stop uh, near the rim he got pushed in the back and as and since he got pushed he slid and the refs instead of calling the push called travel he was very hot about that he argued that a couple of possessions up and down the court until finally he got a t and then kid got a t i think defending dinwiddie and then I don't know what the second one was. like. He wasn't like kid. I mean come on? We know kid. He's he's like the most passive, you know, docile well, coach I've ever seen so on the like, sidelines. The
0: it. hills to die on. It's like yeah. you're going to do it now.
1: I wonder if it's just like, hey, this like this team sucks. I don't want to watch them play.
0: Like, I mean, I'm pretty sure Tony Brothers is the same referee who threw out Austin Rivers the other night for the yes. phantom elbow. Yeah. So Tony it, Brothers is a is a is a clamshell so
1: right so i think that's more what it has that's that's probably the more logical explanation i mean if you watch the replay obviously we don't know what kid said but he was very i mean he was kid he wasn't very aggressive or or angry or hostile so i don't know i have no idea what it was
0: yeah yeah okay well that's good to know so i just came down and ever like i had a bunch of direct messages and we're like what did i miss it's like oh yeah and so then our last bone to pick and this is a real thing. This is a real thing. And this is a legitimate criticism. So everybody who wants to give the coaching staff all their flowers for how well they've done this year, do it. Because I think it's valid. One thing I will nitpick about, and this is actually much more in a nitpick, is get the fucking starters out of the game. We've got to play again in like 36 hours against one of the best teams in the league. Clear the benches. They never clear the benches. What is happening?
1: Dude, I'm looking at... Brunson
0: played 36 minutes in a game that was never close.
1: I don't. I I could not believe it. Uh, especially, you know, like it's like five minutes are left in the game and they're down 25. And there's not even. At first, I was like, all right, is it because he sent someone to the scores table and there just hasn't been a stop? No, there wasn't anyone at the scores table. <laughs> uh, Reggie Bullock played four minutes in the fourth quarter. Dorian Finney-Smith played 8:49. Luca played 5:48, and Brunson played 8:49. How do you play them in? How do you play your starters that many minutes in a game you're losing by 25 in the fourth quarter? That is, that's coaching malpractice. Like you can't do that. Uh, they didn't come out of the game until three minutes until three minutes were left. And what was so bizarre was that then after they sent the subs to the uh, to the scores table, the Mavs had I think two or three timeouts left. The the players sat at the scores table for like two or three more possessions. Like call a timeout. What are you doing? Like
0: yeah. I don't get it. No, that's, that's so and like that's bad coaching. Yeah, like we're just so gonna stupid. say that that's bad coaching by the coaching staff. Like, call it. You've got two timeouts in a twenty-five point game. Call a timeout and get your guys out of there. You're like, already getting beat get like it. you stole something at that yeah. point. Who cares? They, it certainly didn't make a difference in the margin. No, it got worse.
1: Could you imagine if Luca sprained an ankle in the fourth quarter? Well, I, mean, I mean, so so let's geez. just let's just
0: peel this way back. When Luca got hurt the first time. At the beginning of the season, he was in the game at a point he shouldn't have fucking been in against oh, the man. Nuggets.
1: Oh, man, I don't even remember that.
0: It was the Denver Nuggets. It was an ankle sprain when the game was out of touch, out of reach, and he got rolled up under by Austin Rivers.
1: Oh, uh, that's right.
0: <laughs> and he had no business being in the game at that point.
1: I wonder if that's a, I wonder if this is like a Luca thing, like he doesn't want to come out. But, and I mean, probably, again. There's you know.
0: probably something there because the man likes his counting stats, but it's like it's as a collective thing. What are we doing?
1: Yeah, it's probably one of those given it's probably one of those things that goes back to the Rick first kid mentality and I wonder if it's just a thing where like Rick would have done this and players don't like it. So the coaching staff is just a little bit more hands off in terms of how you know how strict they are with coaching decisions and I wonder if this is just a byproduct of that probably.
0: I mean it's 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 a thing that annoys us. It's right. not the end of the world. It's just one of these things where it's It'll,
1: like It'll be the end of the world if Lucas sprains an ankle in the yes. next two weeks. In, yes, in the and playoffs. as they
0: look so damn dog-tired when they there play you. the Bucks, I mean, right now, they play the Bucks Sunday at noon. The Mavericks just traditionally, in my memory, just don't play very well in these afternoon games, and it's – I don't know. And we're kicking a dead horse. It's a crappy game. Yep, on to the next game. one. Yep. Um we actually have a pretty good amount of content up at the site coming this weekend. <laughs> There's been some interesting stuff that bounced around news-wise that we're going to post tomorrow. I mean, none of it's, you know, by all you hardcore maps fans will know. Um, we have a really good, I love our, we, we convinced our guy Ian Miller to do uh, a, a draft conversation with our other guy, Jordan. And I really love when they talk about prospects, you know, it's a big NCAA weekend um you know we'll be back sunday with a, p- a pretty good amount of stuff the timing on podcast stuff i have a feeling we might wait till nighttime because both you and i have children um mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and yes. my wife is never very pleased whenever i do this stuff in the middle of the day <clears throat> so you got anything else Now nah, let's get out of here all right kirk Anderson, josh bow thanks for joining us and we will talk to you guys soon